0: guest is golf photographer Brian Orr. Brian how are you doing? Thanks for joining me. I'm doing great man. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you for coming on. So as we just said off off air a little bit, you're not just a golf photographer, you're a man of of many different talents. So give us a little bit of background into yourself and how you maybe got into the photography side of of golf courses and and golf in general. Sure
1: well uh, a lot to unpack that's for sure but uh, so but a lot of us, how a lot of us started in golf, it was either our parents or, or grandparents. And my my dad was an awful golfer. He was horrible. <laughs> but his, his mom was married to a, a golf pro who did a lot of teaching and uh, played in tournaments and stuff. So I didn't get much from my parents, but I got a lot from my grandma. And she lived close to this. you know, dinky little golf course in, where I grew up. And so she kind of got me into just, And she would always play, uh, when we go, we'd go at sunrise. She was up, whatever, it was so like, uh, such a memorable, uh, thing for me because it was like showing up to the golf course, smelling fresh cut grass. And I remember smelling like cigarette smoke, uh, bacon, <laughs> it's all these really weird smells that like I just I just loved. And then when the, the first tee was like pointing towards the mountains, and it seemed to be that she would always tee off. I don't know if she had a standing tee time or not, but she would always tee off right as the sun would come over the top of the mountain. And it just... Pushed this light onto the first hole. And then there was a par three that was right, that you'd walk by that was over the lake. And I remember just being a kid and being like, this is the most beautiful place I've ever been. And so I think from a really young age, I got that like visual, like love of what golf looked like in morning and evening light, And I always loved it. So, you know, I learned the game from her um, and she was, she was super mellow and and, and patient and, you know, I'm, I was just a kid. I mean, I, I don't remember much of the learning process, but one thing I do remember from her is that I didn't know there was such thing as a gimme until I was probably 15. I mean, it just I, I never got a gimme from her. There was no such thing. I mean, I remember carding like 10s, 11s and 12s and even 15s with her. And she's like, that's okay. You know, everything, it's good. We're just playing golf. So it's funny, you know, I kind of learned that way and I still play that way today. I mean, you know, every once in a while, I'll play with people that are gimmies. But when I play with my friends, put them all in, man, It's all there is to it. So that's kind of how I got my start um, in terms of like just being kind of addicted to the game and, and playing a little more. I didn't play like a ton during, when I was a kid. And I really dropped off of playing golf uh, from probably, oh, maybe... Once I got to be maybe 13 to maybe 17 or 18, didn't play much. But uh, I, we did live in a place where you could play any course in the area for a dollar. So we did play a lot during the summer. And it was mostly at that time just kind of like a lot a lot of like party golf. Once I got to be 15, 16 years old, it was, sure. let's go get a 12-pack 12, 12 of beer and play golf. <laughs> but, um, you know, so anyways... I, I had, so bringing the two together in terms of like golf and photography, that didn't start until, uh, I mean, I had kind of dabbled in photography a little bit, not, not anything professional, just, you know, liked taking pictures of whatever, but I wasn't doing anything like that. I mean, we were, I grew up being a, a skier. Uh, I was on the junior national freestyle ski team. So I was a competitive skier up until I was 17 years old. Uh, 18 really and uh, you know we were looking towards the olympics and i went to all national competitions and and so i was essentially a a competitive skier for years Mm -hmm. so the off season was kind of when i could play golf when i wasn't training for for skiing um so fast forward a little bit and skiing career somewhat over snowboarding becomes huge and i live in salt lake where uh, in, in, in Utah and mm-hmm. I meet these guys that are starting a snowboard company. So I start working for a snowboard company in the fledgling stages. And so we build the factory in Salt Lake city and I start working for this snowboard company and we get way into snowboarding and snowboarding is just huge. It just explodes, you know, all of a sudden there's like 200 manufacturers and tons of companies. So anyways, the manufacturing process of a snowboard company you know, you promote and ride all during the winter, but mm-hmm. then in the summer is when you build all your stuff. So our factory was right close to three or four golf courses. And at the time I was probably 19, 20, maybe 21 years old. So we would work in the morning and then at like three o'clock, everybody would be like, i had enough. Let's go play
0: golf. Go Play golf.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was funny. And we were all just partying, you know, stoner snowboarders and all that. And,
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, so we, you know, we just go have fun and just play golf. And so at the time, I was like, you know, the internet was kind of just starting to be a thing and websites and stuff were a thing. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I, I love playing these golf courses. And, and I remember just being like, I should take a picture of this hole because I like it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it started. And the, the, thought, the thought became, what if I... Yeah. So, so this was after work, you know, we'd play in the evenings and I just remember being like, Oh, I got this digital camera that we had, that we were using. It was a piece of crap too. You know, it was like a eight megapixel or four megapixel digital camera, you know, whatever. So anyways, I just started taking pictures when I was playing and I built a website that just had kind of all these photos on it and some like wasn't really even reviews it was me just going I like this golf course because mm-hmm. this hole is cool and you know I had some okay shots so anyways that got going for a couple of years and <clears throat> I didn't really do anything with it It was more just a uh, something that I like to do so I built this website and a couple of years down the road I get a phone call just out of the blue from a magazine in Las Vegas called Vegas Golfer Magazine and they had seen i don't know if they've been on the website or what but i've taken some pictures of a course a new course in mesquite nevada which is somewhat close to where i lived mm-hmm. my mom had lived in southern utah which was about 100 100 miles from las vegas anyways so i took a picture of this golf course he calls me and says hey we wanna use this photo on the cover of our magazine. Will you allow us to use it? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, sure, okay. And they're like, how much do you charge? And I was like, how much do you pay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, at this time I'm like, I didn't perfect even know what res- to think, I was perfect just- Perfect response. Yeah, and so the guy goes, well, we'll pay you 1,600 for the cover and will you shoot more for us? And pretty much that was the starting of the career. So for me to get 1600 bucks for a photo that I just loved, you know, I was out there just having fun, you know, playing. Yeah. So how, know, the, the how, old, wheels... how old were you when this happened? Sorry. Ah, man, I probably, I want to say maybe
0: 24, 25 maybe. Yeah. So 600, 1600 bucks for a photo for a cover is still, it was just like, wow. It was awesome. a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, and then, so the wheels just started turning. I was like, Oh my gosh. You know? And so the guy was like, yeah, we need, we want somebody to shoot for this magazine. And so next thing I knew I had nine courses contracted in Las Vegas and there were some of the, some of the best golf courses in, in the country. Uh, and at the time I wasn't really a golf course photographer in terms of like, you know, photography degree, working for golf digest magazine or whatever. I was just this, you know, kid that had taken some nice photos. Anyways, so over the over the course of the next three years, I shot almost every golf course in Las Vegas. Wow. So that's kind of where it all started, man. And really it wasn't, you know, I don't know if it was luck or it wasn't really luck because I worked my ass off. I mean, I was the one that was getting up at, you know, getting up at sunrise and staying until And doing it, you know, just, it was, it was pure passion at the time. It was just, man, this is awesome. I love doing this. And it wasn't even that I was trying to make a career out of it. It was us trying to play free golf. (laughs) Cause I was a, you know, I was just a kid making, you know, 14 or 12 bucks an hour or whatever it was, you know, building Mm -hmm. snowboards. And so, you know, from there, from me having that contact, with Las with Vegas Golfer magazine i met a lot of people that were connected in the golf industry and that's how your that's how careers progress is, you know you meet people that are that are in the industry that have other connections sure. and so from there i got on all these media trips so i got on all these media trips and uh, i ended up traveling all over the world uh, shooting for you name what magazine mm-hmm. so well, once I my say, name I mean,
0: you've, you've done a bunch of work as you mentioned there you've, you've been with golf digest golf magazine golf week golf journal so yeah. as you said there you you've, you've been yeah. all around the blocks in terms of all the best magazines so it's awesome is it just yeah. kind of a kind of a snowball effect i imagine once you got that first kind of break and then it just all came rolling yeah.
1: in yeah it really was man and, and it, it i didn't really it was more just access and and passion and me just wanting to see you know and and shoot some of these awesome golf courses and the opportunity to do that was just super cool so I tried to take advantage of every opportunity that I I had to just do it you know get out there and do it and and uh you know it didn't matter that I that I apparently it didn't matter that I didn't have a photography degree.
0: <laughs> you know, well, I learned on the, end the of day Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the results that show. It doesn't really matter, I yeah. guess, if it's if it's what, you, what you're good at. I mean, so how does this sort of thing work for you? Like right now, if you're working, say, for these magazines, rather than for yourself, are they choosing the golf courses where you, you know, where they want to have their pictures and go, right. So we'll send you to XYZ country and, how long do you spend in these countries? Like, do they give you specific instructions for the, the kind of work you do? Or how, how does it all work?
1: It depends. I mean, it, it, it can happen that way. I've, ha- I've had assignments that are specific with magazines where they send me to somewhere specific. Uh, I've had a lot, of, a lot of times it goes through a PR agency or a marketing company um, or through a management company um, or just a course out of the blue. It's really changed a lot um, with the rise of, you know, now with the rise of Instagram um, and social media, I get a lot from that. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it was really before the huge rise of Instagram, and um, it was really mostly uh, PR firms, uh, connections, um, people seeing my work in, in publications, a little bit of website stuff, but, you know, it was. It, in, it's Instagram must kind of Instagram must have been a blessing for you, a blessing and also a curse, and sure. and, and a and a conundrum. Mm-hmm. Um, because, <clears throat> well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, yeah, okay. So the exposure is great, and and the interaction and the ability to uh, have courses and marketing firms all looking at it too. But at the same time, <clears throat> a the biggest problem for me in the, in, 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 in the beginning was that anybody could share your work. Mm. And so what happened is, is that you would get some huge account that is, was selling a product to, you know, the, sure they would push out your, your, your work, your photo on their account. And that's great, but they're using your my work for free to push their product. So there's a little bit of the conundrum, and that's also why I watermark all my stuff now. I put my name on everything, Mm -hmm. which I didn't used to do. Uh the other, the other thing that that Instagram did, for better or for worse, it brought a ton of competition. You know, and so it which I'm you know not afraid of. It's just it just happened to be that it now you've got thousands of photographers instead of a very small pool that you had when it was just magazines and word of mouth and some websites, you know, there was mm-hmm. maybe a handful of 25, 30, maybe 40 photographers, golf course photographers that were names, um, whether or not I was ever a name, I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, you know, cause for a long, long time, I was the up and coming golf course photographer, mm-hmm. <laughs> the up and comer, uh, <laughs> I hope I've moved past that up-and-coming <laughs> title now that I'm almost 20 years in.
0: Yeah, well, you're the um, professional now. You're the vet. You. <laughs> there you go.
1: that's right. That makes me feel old. Maybe a little bit of gray hairs. <laughs> yeah, we um, all got them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Instagram's cool. I, I, I kind of think that, you know, now with the um, emergence of drones, it's really... Now we've got thousands of golf course photographers, for mm-hmm. whether anybody's any good or not. And so people yeah. were, you know, before Instagram. Before Instagram was bought by Facebook, when you had the uh, chronological feed, you know, you could gain followers very, very quickly, and you mm-hmm. could, you could, you could build an account quickly. Now that's totally different. So you had people gain big big, big accounts now that, you know, and maybe, you know, there can be good photographers. There's, there's good ones. And there's, you know, just like anything, there's good photographers. There's people that just go out and click and and call (laughs) themselves a golf course photographer, which is fine. You know, everybody's got a dream. I get it. I, I, I think that's great. And everybody should dream big for whatever they want to do in life. Um, but the fact remains is that there's now more competition in terms of what I do. Um, you know, I mean, you got to start somewhere. That's all there is to it. Sure. And, and, you know, the fees or the money that I make now. You know, there's there's other people that are out there that can they do the same thing? Maybe, maybe not. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously the work speaks for itself. When you see one of my photos, as opposed to some other guy on the Internet, which one do you want to do you sure. know?
0: or which one do you like? more? So I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, but uh, I, I don't know if this is correct or not, but I think one thing I'm thinking of is I mean, I, I've seen a couple of people like this on Instagram. I'm not obviously going to name any names, but they seem yeah. to be people that are photographers, yes, but they're not into golf, and golf photography is just part of what they do for their work, but they're not actually into golf. So, do yeah. you think that gives you an advantage? Because you know, when we just started talking here, I wasn't sure whether you were somebody that plays golf, but obviously you are. And then yeah. you're also obviously a golf photographer. So does that give you a bit of an yeah. advantage that you're actually in love with the game itself as well? Absolutely, yeah. And, and I, I think that's key. I mean, I see things
1: compositionally way different than somebody else would. Mm-hmm. You know, I see things from, from the way... I don't know if it's really from a golfer's perspective because some of the angles are not from a golf course golfer's perspective, but I like to... If you're not a golfer and you're out there trying to take photos of a golf course, you have no idea what the compelling piece of the architecture is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the biggest things is, yeah, there's you can go out there, you can fly a drone over a golf course that's nicely maintained. And if you got it in the right light and you take a picture, it's probably going to be pretty good. You know, if you put a little bit of effort into it, maybe talk to the superintendent. Uh, maybe go scout a location, make sure it's going to look good. Okay, fine. But beyond all of that, you know, I find, uh, I try to, I try to find the most compelling composition possible on any hole or any golf course I can, whether it's, whether it's from a player's angle or not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that. Wow. Composition that looks when you look at it in your eye or on Instagram or on a magazine, you see a, a complete a complete picture that makes sense to your to your brain. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that's a beautiful shot. You know, I'd love to be there, and that's yeah. the idea. Yeah, you know, I, mean, that, I want I want somebody to feel like they're there.
0: Yeah, that was something that was kind of really interesting to me in terms of what I wanted to ask you. Then, so let's say you're you're going next week to to do your work. Do you have like a set routine in terms of finding those right shots? Like, would you have, I don't know, go around the golf course first? Is there anything, any particular techniques that you use to kind of get what, you know, get that picture in your mind of what it is that you want to capture with your, with your work? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, now, now I'll, I'll at least get a good preview of, uh, of, a, of, a, of a routing on, on Google Earth. Mm-hmm if I can get it, Uh, a lot of times, sometimes Google Earth doesn't have the most accurate, you know, rendering of a golf course, but I'll at least get an idea of architectural features, whether it's bunkers or whole layouts, and then try to kind of, if it's something I haven't seen before, um, then yeah, I at least try to get that. And then I, you know, try and talk to the superintendent or talk to the, you know, there, try to just understand like, What holes are the most wow holes on the golf course? Mm -hmm. What, you know, so I at least try and do that. Now, that a signature hole, which is kind of a dumb term, but it is what it is, may or may not be the best shot. A lot of people, you know, some courses say, well, this is our signature hole. Well, I get to it and I'm like, well, that kind of sucks because there's Mm -hmm. a house right behind it. So, you know, which, you know some people don't notice but when you're a photographer you're like that doesn't work you know mm-hmm. or we gotta
0: take that house out or i gotta find an angle that that house is in it you know so yeah i, 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 I well, imagine that i imagine they're giving you that point of view from a golf perspective as well right like if you think about sawgrass for example they're they're talking about the 17th the par three of the island so they're probably looking at it from a golf perspective maybe and obviously your job is is to then go look at it as you said from a a photographer's point of view so maybe their signature golf hole isn't necessarily a signature photography hole
1: yeah absolutely uh that, that's exactly it and, and and a lot of times it does work that way um you know i can go out and i can find way better shots that that you know marketing wise are going to work better than that so-called signature golf hole that they think is you know is the best shot on the golf course which it sure. might be play wise or or whatever but you know from a photography standpoint and drones have, have, have again changed the whole game i mean mm-hmm. you know i i've been in it long enough now where i used to you know i i I'd, i've I'd, I'd rented a few helicopters i had been in you know lifts and cherry pickers and that used to be the only way you could get height you know is, is to rent a lift or a cherry picker which was a huge pain in the ass i mean <laughs> yeah. you know try, trying to get a cherry picker and a, and a and a and a lift through a fragile golf course is is hard and yeah and you don't you don't get too many chances of like you, you can't move those things quickly <laughs> sure so if you pick us if you
0: pick a spot you better be damn sure that that's the spot mm-hmm. so yeah,
1: and well, yeah then, exactly. you know, helicopters-
0: i was gonna say i imagine as well that a, a lot of it is is it comes in a window right for example if you wanted to take a shot of you know, when the sun's rising on the golf course, you've maybe only got a sort of time frame when you oh, yeah. can get your perfect shot. So you've literally got to be ready to go. And, you've you've and got, you got a short
1: window. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you got a
0: very short window. And, uh,
1: you know, you, you, Golden Hour, depending on the location of the golf course and if there's mountains and stuff around or whatever, you've only got an hour, really, either mm-hmm. on at sunrise or sunset. So it's a quick window to get, you know, those really amazing shots and that's you know golf course photography when the shadows come across the golf course and the light gets a little bit golden that's you know that's that's when you got to shoot unless there's other circumstances like maybe rain or rain clouds or a storm you know that can affect light to where you can get different things during different parts of the day but those are such rare occurrences and so random like there's no way you could plan for a break in a storm
0: you know you just Mm -hmm. have
1: to be in the right place at the right time
0: Sure. I mean, going back to the start, then you've obviously talked about that you already liked golf, but you also mentioned the fact that you didn't have, you know, necessarily like a a degree, you didn't study to to do what you do. So how did you kind of get better from the start? Because I imagine at the start, you had some issues, not everything was as perfect as it is now. So what sort of techniques were you doing back then? And then how did you kind of educate yourself? Because you literally did educate yourself to then become what you are now?
1: Well, I mean, once I was able to start making some money in it, obviously my equipment improved, and that was a huge thing. Uh, you know, you you got to have a good enough equipment that you know you can send an image to a uh, you know high end publication, and they're like, yeah, okay, this is it. But I did learn a lot in terms of uh, you know landscape photography and lenses and you know depth of field and and how to shoot how to shoot a And it was it was really just experience, man. I mean, Mm. shooting fifty courses in Las Vegas in a in a a short span and getting paid well for it was like that was my internship. (laughs) You know, it was like, well, yeah. You know, here's some of the best golf courses in the country. Don't screw it up. So that's kind of where I cut my teeth, really, in terms of like big time golf courses, good money. I finally had equipment that was, for the time, was good. I mean, it wasn't top of the line stuff, but I mean, it was good enough to where, you know, uh, the magazine was, you know, everything was good. The funny thing was, I'll I'll tell you a quick story. So I get that, I'm super nervous because I'm working for this, you know, high-end publication in Las Vegas. And at the time, Vegas was just rocking, I mean, Huge, huge push for golf and new courses going in. Golf was huge in Las Vegas. Mm. So I get I get my first contract from them and I show up to the golf course. And it's five o'clock in the morning, and I'm I'm pretty nervous really. Uh I mean, I know I can do what I can do, but I've never worked for these guys before. And so it's five o'clock in the morning and I hadn't seen this golf course. I've done a little bit of scouting. Uh and I knew a little bit about the golf course of where I wanted to go. So I headed up the golf course and I went backwards. I went down 18, down 17 to 16, which I went, this is at Rio Seco Golf Course in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. this kind of canyony golf course, real estate development. So anyways, I'm headed out there, it's early, sun is, you know, it's just barely becoming light. And I come down the path, this hill uh, on 16 and it makes like basically a, a sharp left-hand turn mm-hmm. and I learned quickly that cart paths are built some cart paths are built to go one direction <laughs>
0: okay.
1: because when I went backwards down this thing I started turning and I don't know what I was doing and I don't know what happened but the cart just kept turning Uh-oh. and I smashed this golf cart into the wall the front end went bing i broke both tires my camera went flying out i smashed the lens i went into the wall and broke a finger so this is my first shot with this this magazine and of course it's like my dream job and i smash a golf cart on my part very first assignment i blow up this golf course golf cart so man that was that was pretty embarrassing for sure you know sometimes it just you just uh, never but, know man but, but loved- uh, so anyways I had to deal with deal with all of that yeah so I, I definitely learned by uh, fire uh, mm-hmm. but it ended up being great luckily the golf that shoot turned out great they loved everything I did yes I ended up having to pay them 800 bucks for the cart <laughs> but you know that's that's uh what happens man i mean yeah. you know you just uh and you know i i uh at the time i don't think i don't think i was carrying insurance at the time which was a huge risk but now i mean i've got you know insurance would have covered all that stuff but yeah. uh, it was funny that you know it was funny that the first very first time i go out i crashed this got like a total rookie like I'd never been
0: in a golf court cart before. So what sort of equipment are you using at the moment then? Um, is it just kind of a drone and then you've got a camera or have you got a whole bunch of different stuff now that you would use for your work?
1: It's progressed over the years. Um, but I have now, you know, luckily drone technology has gotten so good. I mean, mm-hmm. even the small drones now are fantastic. I mean, you know, you got a 20 megapixel camera 4K video on a a drone that's like that, you know, which that that camera that's on a drone was like the best camera you could buy back when I started shooting. Mm. (laughs) Like there was no such thing as a 20 megapixel camera back then. If it was, it was 50 grand, you know? Yeah. So I've got my stuff down to a pretty small pack now. And I travel very lightly when I go. Um, I, over the years, I've used a lot of different equipment, um, about four years ago or three years ago, I switched to all Sony gear. So I now use a, uh, Sony a A7, seven, uh, a seven R three, which is a 42 megapixel full frame camera. And I use, uh, four different lenses just depends on what I'm shooting. Um, so I carry character- four different lenses with me and then i've had i've owned almost every drone you could possibly imagine uh from from the very first drones to wear them on a camera where i zip tied a gopro onto the very first one that i could ever even zip tie you know i basically took a gopro and zip tied it to yeah. the bottom pieces of the of the drone and so that's how i started because i knew that like drones were going to drones were going to go somewhere at the time. And it's funny because I shot a golf, I shot a golf course in Mexico the first time when, and and one of the photos from, from that shot for, from that shoot was just a GoPro on, on burst mode. And I couldn't really even see what I was shooting because you didn't have much transmission at the time. Like you didn't have this beautiful screen and see exactly what you were getting. It was just, hope your drone was pointed in the right way and it was just firing like every, you know, every second. It was a stupid way to shoot. But I knew that, you know, if I got that one frame that was usable, it would be worth it to do it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, now I'm shooting on, uh, I'm shooting on just a a Mavic pro Um, two. I mean, it's good enough for anything that I do. Um, I've owned, like I said, I've owned almost every DJI, drone you can have i've had an inspire i've had an inspire too the problem with those drones yeah they're great is for me they're for me they're too big to travel with like you're basically taking a pelican case the size of a you know it's huge it's sure. gigantic and it's such a pain in the ass to travel with can imagine, it's just yeah. is a nightmare and the second thing with those is that when you take that thing off it sounds like a helicopter I mean, you're getting a ton of attention. People look, the homeowners are out on their back porch going, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) So over the course of about a year and a half of having one of those, I said, I've had enough of this thing. And so I've moved to the smaller gear, which is fine. I mean, you can only get so much in terms of the quality has to be to a certain point. But once you get beyond that, it's very rare that somebody even cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the drones now are just getting better and better and better, and they're going to continue to get better. And uh, so, I I've, I have such a small small gear now, and it's great. I can travel easily. You know, I have a backpack and just just regular stuff. I have a backpack, my carry on, and my
0: clubs, and that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. So for you, what, what do you think the next level is going to be then in terms of the photography world? You said there that you knew drones were going to do something like this. So what do you see being, being the next thing in, say, the next 25 years? Technology wise. Well,
1: <clears throat> technology wise. I don't know. I just assume that everything is getting, you know, batteries and sensors and all that kind of stuff is just getting smaller and smaller and better and better. I mean, mm-hmm. I would assume that at some point your iPhone is going to be, yeah. you know, as just about as good as anything you can get. Um, I mean, the technology there is just, is just progressing, you know, rapidly. Um, you know, there still is going to be a place for a camera with a lens because depth 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 of field. I, I assume that, 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 you know, an iPhone may be able to simulate that at some point, which maybe it will, mm-hmm. maybe a I'll just be all digital and then you can manipulate the depth of field however you want. So sure. that's a possibility. Um, I don't know. Um, drones just are the, just getting better and better.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just cause with all things, I think with technology, you always look at it and go, God, this is, you know, this is amazing what these drones could do now, for example, and you always can't really imagine it getting much better or you can't really imagine what the next best thing is going to be. So it was just interesting to hear from you, like, you know you look at like what you've got now on your on your social media pages and um, your website and it's like wow those those pictures and the, the videos are just incredible but what's what could be the next thing what what we're going to get next that's that's going to blow our minds
1: well i would like to say that it's my work that i've been doing with golf illuminated and
0: mm-hmm. i know that you've
1: seen some of my stuff um, yeah. you know i uh, it's interesting that you bring that up because that was kind of my A couple years ago in fact it was right around two years ago when i started really thinking what instagram was doing to to my profession you know bringing all these new people into it whether it was good or not uh but just all all of a sudden there's a platform that people can be seen doing whatever it is that, that they love or whatever which is great you know i mean that can inspire people to be whatever they want to be. But I started thinking, you know, my, my work is only as good as the next great golf course. And, and, and so I need. I started to think of what can I do? What can I do in this space that is different and that nobody's ever done? And you can only, do so much i mean i mean okay yeah i can be in the at at the right golf course at the right time with my gear with the right sets, but but that's it essentially there's a handful of people there's there's other people that could do that and Mm -hmm. yeah okay there would be a different composition and and people's eyes for art can, can be can be better than somebody else's. Okay, I understand that. But there are some other good golf course photographers that are out there that, that can see good compositions and, and, and be at the right place at the right time and know what makes a good shot. Well, I wanted to say, I told myself, hey, what if I did this? What if I tried to, what if I to do something that nobody's ever done and, mm-hmm. and create my own basic, something I could control 100%. The Golf Illuminated stuff happens at night. So I had to invent how to do it. And, and it, it took me six or seven, nine months to, to, of, of shooting at night and figuring out like, what worked and what didn't. And if it was even possible, I didn't know if it was even possible when I went out there the first time. Uh, I was definitely, de- definitely flying blindly mm. and uh, figuring out how to make, I, I thought it was possible in my head, but I didn't know, you know, what it was going to take to do it. So here I am two years later. Um, unfortunately, COVID really kind of, hurt what i was doing in that aspect because i I had a story that was that is still going but it it just got delayed in in a big magazine and it was to come out last year but i couldn't get to the places that i wanted to shoot for the piece and do them All all in the golf illuminated style at night so that's still ongoing and that will be one of my next big things with that with that project so anyways I wanted to do something that was going to define my work in the golf photography space that said, Hey, look at what this guy did. This guy did something totally different than anybody else did push the envelope of golf course photography. When, when golf course photography was kind of being inundated by all these new shooters, you know, all these new people on Instagram are bringing, there, are you know, all kinds of different, uh, you know, styles to how golf is shot. I mean, now they, you, you're seeing people do all kinds of different styles, which you couldn't do that before with just magazines. You really couldn't because there wasn't a, there wasn't a medium to, you couldn't take an image and fade it, fade it down and, and make it this real, like sepia toned image. You couldn't do that because nobody would print it. Mm-hmm. You know, and our director would be like, why would we print that? We want beautiful (laughs) green grass and color, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to print this faded old looking photo. Nobody ever would. And that's where, you know, that's why Instagram has really propelled a, a, a lot of different industries in that fact, but golf, you know, people doing all these different styles and stylized looks of images now that works. So you know, the golf illuminated stuff has been really fun for me and I'm really excited to continue it. Um, you know, shooting these golf holes at night is wildly different every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I control the light so I can do it. It's, it's been interesting to see what's possible with it. And I can, every time I go, I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could do that
0: yeah so it's has like fun I mean, to d- develop this piece yeah i was just going to say for anybody that wants to check it out you're on instagram with that or golf go illuminated so i mean you can either answer this for that or for the normal stuff that you do as well but what kind of inspires you then to do your work let's say you're you're doing a trip next week that's for your own website it's not a contract you've not got to do anything in a particular way no particular golf course how would you Choose a golf course, first of all, that you want to shoot on. And then what's your kind of inspiration for how you go about your work on that particular golf course?
1: Well, <clears throat> now I'm trying to get to places that uh, obviously have, have, have a landscape that is uh, very unique. Um, I live in southern Utah, which has some very unique landscapes. And I have a, a selection of courses that are very sort of otherworldly, so to speak, you know, like I live 15 minutes from sand hollow and I can shoot there anytime I want. Um, but really, I mean, I, I kind of just try to get to places now that a I want to play,
0: <laughs> I but do.
1: also, um, you know, that doesn't suck. <laughs> and luckily at this point in my career, I, I can, I I'm, I'm able to, uh, Command some of those offers. <laughs> I don't have to go to uh, uh, some place that I, that doesn't interest me in playing. But um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I I get excited to go. I, right now, I'm excited to just travel at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, haven't done much in the last year and a half. Um, so, any kind of travel and every any kind of going out of of uh, my office um, has been nice, but, uh, you know, really, I just, I, I, I'm looking for unique stuff. Um, anything that is, is compelling landscape. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've got a lot of things on the, on my horizon that, uh, for golf Illuminated that are going to be amazing. And I've got stuff that I haven't been able to release. I've got some courses, which I can't name. I've got courses that, uh, I've got holes that are going to drop some jaws when I'm able to release those photos. Yeah. Cause they're incredible. Like nobody's ever seen anything like it. They, they're the thing about it is that a lot of people, if you're not a core golfer, you, you look at it and you may not even understand what you're looking at. So it's been yeah. a little bit that this golf illuminated in particular has been it's hard to convey on such so tiny, tiny phone screen. So people see it on Instagram and some, some people get it. Some people i have ever seen, you know, this is amazing, but other people, it's, it's, they don't, they don't know what they're looking at. Um, mm-hmm. But what I have found is that the times that I, <clears throat> the, the places that I have seen <clears throat> or that I have big prints in, they're amazing. When people see a, you know, a, a, 40 by 40 print of the golf illuminated stuff, it's people are just floored. They they can't understand what how I've done it and and mm-hmm. and the process. I mean it's very
0: cool. Yeah, very I agree. different too. I agree because when I was looking at your your let's say regular work, the one that isn't to do with golf illuminated, I was yeah kind of bl- blown away by that as itself, just looking at those images and like wow. And then I saw the, the golf illuminated one and it was like, whoa, I've not seen something like this before. But I think something that's, yeah. that's interesting um, in terms of how you think it works. So let's say your target audience, for example, is people like myself that are going to look at that and go, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's incredible. Or I want to buy that or I, whatever. I want to subscribe to receiving more pictures like that, etc." But how do you, how do you kind of appeal to those kind of people that maybe don't think on the same wavelength as you in terms of the photography? Because I will look at that and go, that's incredible. But that's really as far as it goes for me, because I'm, not as creative as you i don't have the same kind of way to think about that photo maybe like you do so how do you make that appealing to audience like myself that think that way that's a good
1: question man i i, I don't know but I'll, I'll have to contemplate that a little more but really the golf illuminated stuff is is art mm-hmm. and so i just kind of keep i kind of keep labeling it and thinking about it as art well think about um other big artists or whatever or any art that you like a lot of it can be confusing until you really see it and really study it or or you know and 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 art can be all over the board anything can be considered art um so i think that it's more just i am not i realize that i'm not going to appeal to everybody but there's going to be a few people that are like that's amazing that's Mm -hmm. the coolest thing ever And that's fine. I'm good with that because, because golf course photography is kind of so niche anyways. Um, But I think also once people see it more in print or see more tangible stuff in front of them of, of holes that they recognize, that's where I think it will come in really, really blossom into its of its full potential is, is, uh, Becoming, becoming an art piece that is so different from what people have seen in the past. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of where I see it going. And really what I'm trying to do is define my work by that. I mean, yeah, I could go shoot. I could go shoot wherever, man. And, and it would be like, hey, this is an awesome Brian Orr photo. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. 20 photographers that have awesome because of that hole. Yeah. Or of that golf course. What does that do it's, for me? That just kind of says, okay, that's great. But so you know, sure. I, I I'm trying to get to that point of saying this is the defining piece. This is why this is why Brian Orr uh, and golf illuminated put his put the mark
0: on golf course photography. Sure. And it's trying try to stand out from, from what the others do. But I think it's I think it's good for Instagram because, I mean, I'm not somebody that uses it now on a personal basis, but I did when I was a little bit younger and I tend to find that everybody or the majority of people that use Instagram are just scrolling, 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 and they're barely really taking in the picture. So yeah. I think, I, I think that, you know, what your industry is doing is going to be real is and will be really good for Instagram. Because again, just speaking from my own personal view, I was like, Oh, and I stopped and I was like, Whoa. And I took, the time to actually appreciate it whereas i know 100 percent and i do it with golf news or whatever it is and i'm just like boom boom just get that information as quick as i can I do it too so it's it, yeah. it, i think it's going to be a good thing because it it makes you stop and appreciate what you're looking at
1: yeah just the uh you know the colors are just so different than anything else and you know if i do it right um you know and there's a lot of ways to do it but uh i, I think i've got a pretty good vision of what I want it to to look like and the, and now that I've been doing it you know for almost two years i can I get out there and I, I I have a good plan in my head of what I need to make it look like you know true i can't control there's some stuff I can't control but um uh, I have a pretty good plan when i when I go out there and uh and I've had a couple other people help me in the last few shoots, which has been a a, a good addition to uh to, to it. I don't know if you just saw the last one I posted, which actually had the ball flight, a uh, ball flight. Yes. In it. Yes. Did you see that mm-hmm. one? Yep. Yeah. So that, you know, th- those are the kinds of things that I'm learning that, uh, <clears throat> you know, as I, as I continue to do this stuff, those kinds of ideas come into my head of saying, Hey, we might be able to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so what, what that thing was is-
1: kind of an experience
0: at midnight with a friend of mine. <clears throat> So yeah, it cut off there go ahead. for a little second. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It cut off for a little second there. Sorry. Uh, I was just saying that you know,
1: th- those are the kinds of progressions and and I don't know where it will end up, but but that's the kind of thing that had popped into my mind of saying, hey, I could use this to do to to actually capture for golf and ball flight, mm-hmm. um, and and definitely never nobody's a- ever seen anything like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was a good point. And this is what I was going to say is one thing I noticed on at least a lot of the the stuff that you've got on Instagram is that it's all obviously done on an empty course with not many people or maybe a couple of people on there. So I don't know whether it's an option because obviously it's difficult during tournaments, but have you ever thought about doing the actual photography and and, and all this kind of work during a tournament and even try to capture, you know, some of the best golf moments on either camera or, or video while they're happening?
1: Uh, no. <laughs>
0: um, I,
1: I usually don't do a whole lot of like turn stuff or, or whatever. It's just, um, but that's a possibility. I mean, who knows where this will, where I could take this kind of stuff. And I've started to, to be a little more, I'd never really been interested in, I'd never really been interested in shooting people. It wasn't mm-hmm. really my thing. I, I didn't, it just, it didn't excite me to try and do that. Uh, I've, I've got a little bit more experience and, and confidence in doing that now, but um, I don't know where this, this, this project is going to take itself uh, um, or where, you know, my shooting will go from here. I'm doing a lot more video now, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and what, one of the cool things about Instagram, I think, is that video has opened up a whole new aspect of what I do and, and how of course uh, just video is a whole just feels different to me. It's it's a different sort of feel than looking at a static image, which is cool, but video kind of adds a whole nother uh layer to what what i can provide and what i can do and 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 it also allows me to bring my vision into video which you Mm -hmm. know is the same thing like photography like you could go out there anybody that didn't know anything could go out there with their phone and go like this and be like oh that's beautiful well is that something you really want to watch maybe maybe not but i take my compelling golf photographer brain and add that to the video footage so now I'm now not only am I looking for that awesome like still image, but I'm also looking for that, you know, awesome video clip. Well, I've never done that before. Well, it's only been the last two years maybe that I've really started to focus on video. Mm, interesting.
0: Well, uh, listen, Brian, I'm going to let you go there because it's always been an hour already. it's flew by, but I really appreciate you sure, coming on and, and taking the time. So we can find you all over social, but for Instagram, it's uh, Brian Orr. You've got Golf Illuminated as well on uh, Instagram. YouTube, it's Brian Orr. Twitter, it's Brian Orr Golf. And then you've got BrianOrr.com. Anything I'm missing yep. off that list?
1: Nope, that's pretty much it, man. That was the only, only ones I deal with. But yeah. Uh... Yeah. Hey man, I appreciate you having me on. It's I'm, I'm happy to try and do this stuff. You know, I, I, am I have a lot to unpack. I've got a, a, a large story, so hopefully it wasn't too rambly and, and I hope it was an interesting uh, interview for you. Um,
0: you know, sure, I, I hope no, that your podcast perfect.
1: is growing.
0: Yeah. It's been really cool, good. Man. And I'm excited and think, to see it. Yeah. I mean, th- these, the kind of interviews that I was really looking forward to do to do it because I think, you know, a lot of the podcasts I see they're, they're talking with the the professional players and stuff like that. But I wanted to just try and get like an angle of every single little bit of golf, whether, you know, whether it's a player or whether cool, it's photographers and, and try and cover everything. Cause I just, uh, I find it super interesting.
1: That's great, man. I think that's awesome. And, and I, uh, again, I appreciate you having me on. I uh, I've done a f- quite a few, um, but it's always cool to meet new people and, and, try to help you you know grow your audience and and uh you know i wish you the best of luck with your with your uh, podcast and hope it goes well man i'd be happy to come back anytime
0: we can talk about whatever for sure man we'll do it again sometime and everybody go and check out brian's stuff cheers brian thanks very much